Oh, I guess I'm live. I forgot. I'm used to <laughs> I'm used to having the little intro thing there going. Okay, let's just uh let's just do this. Yeah, wow. I'm just standing there sitting there spacing out. Let's do the let's just do the theme music, man. Why not? Why not? Okay, now I'm feeling a little bit better about things. Okay, well, shoot, guys. Welcome to another episode of Rebunked. My name is Scott. I got a fantastic episode for you here. So Will hasn't made it yet. Um, I know I promised you a fantastic episode with Will from Fake Mike Real News. Uh, but, uh, yeah, we'll kind of see. Maybe it'll just be me today. I don't know. We'll see. But uh, I just want to shout out real quick. Okay, so I got this shirt on. You might see it's a faithless town. I had the opportunity of see the, to see these guys. It's a band out of Atlanta, Georgia, dude. They, they kick ass. So I saw them live, and then I had the opportunity to use um, use one of their songs in a little video that I put together over the weekend. So, uh, shoot, might, maybe we'll just pull that up like while we're kind of waiting here. So I guess I'll give you guys an update. So it's been a fantastic week, fantastic weekend. Um, I've gotten to do some really, really cool stuff. So starting on Thursday evening, Thursday evening, which is, again, when I was supposed to do this interview with my or with Will, and uh, he graciously was able to reschedule for this afternoon um, because I had the opportunity to go to the premiere, to the, the world premiere, the exclusive world premiere of the new Alex Jones movie. Okay, so that was super cool. That was a lot of fun. Uh, good old Alex, man. Like, geez, Louise. Like, I don't know, man. Like, they're, they, got, they got a lot going on over there right now. I'll, I'll talk a little bit about that. But... So apparently the new movie is called Alex's War. It got to premiere in four cities. It premiered in, I think it was Austin, LA, New York, and Nashville. And so when I saw that, I'm like, oh, dude, I'm just clearing out my calendar and going to that movie. So actually there's a group of us, a, a fairly decent uh, sized group of us showed up together and we went in and uh, the movie was just fantastic. I guess it's out now on like streaming platforms. So if you guys get the opportunity to go check it out, I highly recommend it. It's really well done. It shows a lot of the backstory. It shows just a lot of the stuff that, uh, you know, that Alex has gone through over the years. It shows like a lot of just like, for me, it was really cool seeing like all the behind the scenes footage, like at the InfoWars studio and just seeing like, uh, you know, how their operation runs from behind the scenes. Like that was cool for me to see, you know what I mean? But the movie itself is really well put together, really well done. Um, and then afterwards, it was like a whole like Q&A with uh, Mike Hansen, who was one of Alex's, well, it was literally Alex's original, uh, Alex's original cameraman. So um, there was a, it was really, really cool to actually meet him, talk to him. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and pull this up here. So um, while, while I was there, I tried to get some footage. Like what I realized is that I, uh, <laughs> I need to get like a little mic, like a little mic microphone so that like you know when i'm out doing work in the field um you know i can get some better quality audio but i put together this little video here and uh yeah will's no will yet so anyway we're, we're just gonna kind of keep going here it might be a shorter episode you guys so i don't know but I, I so i put together this little video maybe we'll watch the first little bit of it and this features the song from everybody knows turmeric okay, does amazing things for our bodies and we'll skip in a sec here on the market. i don't know how to mute bodies this available okay all right so this is this is the video i made we're just gonna watch like the first little first little snippet here 
But uh, basically, um, this is the song is from Faithless Town. Okay, here the shirt that I'm wearing. This is their song. It's gonna be stuck in your head. I apologize ahead of time. This song is really gonna be stuck in your head. So uh, it's called New World Order. So go check out, go check out and support them. But this, this is we'll just watch like the first like little few minutes up, probably up into the Q and A. And you guys can go watch the rest of it. It's up on my Rockfin channel. It's up on uh, Odyssey and BitChute. And uh, we're watching the one off of the Bandot video channel. So anyway, check this out. This is the little thing I put together with the background music from Faithless Town. So just check this out here. All right, all right. That's just a little taste. And I apologize. I think on the live stream it was a little choppy there, but you know, whatever. You guys get the idea. And you got to hear the song. That's all I was really excited about. So um anyway, yeah. So yeah, so uh yeah, it's a great movie, man. And, and if you guys want to see that full video, you do get to see the QA from Mike Hanson and then uh, uh Steve Lane, who was also one of Alex's co-hosts back in the, the like the cable access days so back from like 95 to 2000 when alex was basically just uh you know running solo doing his own thing you know building he, he had several different shows back then and they portrayed all in the movie but steve was there uh mike hansen was there and then mike uh his book so oh another thing too that's worth mentioning so mike hansen was not only alex's original cameraman that ran around with him did uh, like a lot of these events and really helped alex you know make a name for himself but also He's the one that snuck into Bohemian Grove with Alex. So you guys all remember that when the secrets of Bohemian Grove, when Alex and Alex snuck in, well, it was Mike Hansen that rolled in with him. And so if you go watch that video at the Q&A, he talks a lot about just some of the funny anecdotes about what it was like. And then in the movie, it's featured quite a bit in the movie too, you know, the whole Bohemian Grove uh, situation. So, so that was really cool. So that was Thursday night. You know, several of us got to go out there. Um, we got to hang out. I met some, uh, other Bertarian friends. Um, so that was really cool. And then, uh, let's see. So that was, that was fun. And then yesterday I got to go to a book signing with Jay Dyer. So Jay Dyer, who's, uh, from Jay's analysis.com, you know, I've been following his work for a while, you know, super, super, uh, you know, well-researched historian and philosopher. So you guys remember like a couple of weeks ago, I had uh, Richard Grove on who, you know, his, 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 um, background is, is tragedy and hope.com tragedy and hope.com. So his whole brand was, is pretty much built around the Carol Quigley book, tragedy and hope. Right. And, and just the idea of looking at our current events and looking at our world through more of a historical lens and kind of understanding current events in the context of a historical perspective. Like what were these like original, like roundtable groups or like the Anglo-American establishment, like all these elements are such a 
play such a key pivotal role in our world today and understanding our world today. Well, Jay, Jay Dyer has like a very robust understanding of that stuff as well. Um, I got to see his physical copy of tragedy and hope with all the little, uh, you know, the little highlights and the, the pieces of paper, post-it notes, like, like referencing all the stuff throughout the book. So it's cool to see his, uh, actually his, his copy of tragedy and hope too, which I know informs so much of his work. And, uh, yeah, so it, it was really good. So Jay's got a new, Jay also has, you know, he's probably best known for his uh, esoteric Hollywood books. You know, he does these deep dives into studying Hollywood movies and just, you know, kind of just, uh, you know, modern culture in general to extract like kind of the esoteric, kind of dark, uh, kind of mysterious, occult, uh, you know, symbolic, evil, Luciferian nonsense going on and all that stuff and kind of like exposes it so that, you know, we have better understandings of what uh, what that stuff is so we can look for it and so that it doesn't seep into our brain and into our consciousness and provide uh you know the, the the mind control that they're they're hoping you know they want us to just be dumbed down controllable sheep but we don't want any of that stuff right so anyway so that's that's Jay's claim to fame uh let me let me pull this up here hold on so anyway so he's got this new book out which was which I'm really actually really excited to read so Back to the whole thing I was saying with like Richard Grove. So his show, Grand Theft World, uh, co-hosted by Tony, Tony Myers, who I'm working on getting on the show too. Um, we're going to get into like the more of the philosophy side of things. And I, and then it's great because I know that like Tony speak, he can speak a lot about like history. He's very knowledgeable about history. And I know Richard can speak quite a bit about philosophy, but I feel like each one of them, that's kind of their area of expertise. Like Richard's more of like, you know, historic history he calls himself a forensic historian and tony's like you know the philosopher logic type of guy right and so the show's great because they both bring both of those together well jay is really cool because he's got like very strong both of those categories he's like the synthesis of uh of, of uh, richard and tony you know what i mean and and so you know jay jay's new book i'm, I'm trying to pull it up here Give me just a sec. I'm trying to multitask here. I need a producer. If anybody wants to volunteer and be a producer on the show full time, that'd be fantastic. But <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. I don't mind doing it, man. I love doing this stuff on the fly. Um, so Jay's website, jaysanalysis.com. You can basically pull up and see all of his work over the years. Oh, let's see. Where did my other screen go? Okay. There we go. So jaysanalysis.com. Uh, that's the main, uh, that's the other website. And if you go to uh, shop, I'm sure a shop will have it here. So these are all of his books. Um, where is it? There it is. So this is the new book that I picked up last night. It's called Meta Narratives, Essays on Philosophy and Symbolism. So, you know, it's a compilation of some of his essays over the years that just, uh, you know, let's see if it gives any sort of. Um, uh, let's see, signed copies. You can order a signed copy off his website. I was lucky to get a signed copy in person there. Uh, revamped and restored lost essays and arcana from the old site. 15 best essays that function as an intelligent person's introduction to philosophy and transcendental thinking. Um, essay covers some of the following topics, alchemy and esotericism, Darwinism and creation, Plato, platonic thinking, um, the idea of metaphysics. You know, this is something I'm, I'm taking a logic. You guys have heard me talk about it already, but I'm doing this, uh, the logic course on Grand Theft World for the members section, um, talking about just uh, different interpretations of philosophy and how that applies to our ability to use logic to understand the world around us. You know, these are things that were not taught to us in school. So it's something that we as adults now have to actually take 
ownership of and, and seek this information out ourselves, right? And the idea of metaphysics, which is, uh, you know, <laughs> it's funny, like, when you think of metaphysics, you think of like, you go to the bookstore, and it's like the section about like new age stuff or like UFOs and all that stuff. Like that's what they want us to think metaphysics is. Let me see if we can get a good definition here of metaphysics, but it's really like ancient philosophy. It's a branch of philosophy that deals with the first principles of things, including abstract concepts such as being, knowing, substance, cause, identity, time, and space. So it's a foundation to which you can build other philosophical ideas off of. And that was a really interesting thing for me, you know, so like, like, like with Crow, we were talking about some axioms. Axioms are just basic, basic things that we know to be that are self-evident, right? Um, some of the, some of the main ones being like the primacy of existence, the primacy of consciousness, like the primacy of existence is, is like this mouse exists independent of my ability to be here like if I wasn't here, this mouse would still be here, like kind of in theory. Right. And I'm sure that could be picked apart in a bunch of different ways, but also the primacy of consciousness. Like I am conscious and therefore that's just self-evident. My ability to use my sense perceptions to understand and interpret and manipulate the reality around me, you know, that's, uh, that's, uh, that's, that's, um, let's see. Yeah, metaphysics, intersection of physics and philosophy. Okay, we got some people in the chat. What's up, everybody? What's up, everybody? So I'm just flying solo, looks like. I wasn't able to get a hold of uh, Will, so I'm not sure exactly what's going on. But, uh, yeah, we're just kind of hanging out, everybody. So we got Orwell in the chat. We got Mark. We got, uh, let's see, I think Adis is going to be rolling in here eventually. But um, anyway, yeah, so, uh, yeah. <laughs> anyway, so I got to hang out with Jay last night. Like, it was a really good present. He did, him and his wife, actually, Jamie, she did a good presentation and talk about um you know kind of the history of her the top the topic of her speech was the all-seeing ai which is a fun little play on words and she was talking about just the history and development like all the way back all the way back as far back as we can remember like the idea of like you know trying to create trying to create like this like golem or this like this this simulacrum that's going to like be perceived as, you know, the all-knowing, all-seeing, all-sentient um, AI type of thing. And, you know, it's something that's been talked about all throughout the ages, you know. And so now that we're in this age where that stuff is, uh, you know, a potential and it's a reality emerging all around us, you know, what like whether or not it's a sentient thing is obviously up for debate. And, you know, I, I don't believe that's ever going to be possible, like an actual thinking conscious. Like consciousness can't just be created in a lab, you know, although the technology will be so advanced that that it will be indistinguishable from consciousness. It will be indistinguishable from sentience. Like it'll pass all the Turing tests and it'll be way beyond our ability to comprehend and, and its ability to do calculations is going to far surpass the capability of what a human brain is able to achieve. You know, so all that is in the works for sure to a degree that we can't even possibly comprehend probably now in 2022 you know it's gonna get crazy here guys like i think in the next few years like any of the sci-fi stuff that we've you know it's kind of funny you ever you ever go back and uh it was okay so i i was read this book i read this book like i have no idea what the book was called and, and i was just reading it out of i don't even know where i got it but it was like maybe like five six seven years ago and it was a book that was written like in the 70s or 80s Maybe it was like like late 80s, early 90s. It was like right on the cusp of like the internet coming to be. 
and uh and so th- it was like their vision of what the internet was going to be and i think it was like around the time where the term uh information superhighway was first becoming popularized you know, remember that term remember how we called what we're experiencing right now here on the internet the information superhighway and in the book the characters it was kind of like an ai uh, metaverse type of scenario where like the characters to get on the internet they would put on their like ai headsets and they would get in a car and they would literally get on the information superhighway and drive like from one one website to the next you know what i mean like in order to access these websites they were getting on this like literal virtual interstate and they were just driving you know to get from one destination to another you know what i mean and it was so interesting just in that you know the mind can only interpret and understand what the human mind can interpret and understand with with what we have available to us right and so our perceptions and and our extrapolations of what future technology might hold is so li- is only limited to what we can perceive and just like wrap our teeny little minds around well, I shouldn't say teeny little minds but you know what I mean like in the context of what we have like I feel like what's going to be unlocked and what we're going to continue to what's going to be continued to be revealed to us is stuff beyond our ability to comprehend at this point you know I mean that's just the natural order of things like 200 years ago they would never even though you know there there's like all these weird artifacts of them like understanding certain technology potentials like some of the stuff like tesla did you know like he's he's trying to like unlock certain technology potentials that we that are now just starting to come to fruition but or things like orwell george orwell in 1984 did such a good job of of talking about certain things like the telescreen you know that that was a that was something that like it was probably and and the way in which a telescreen would be used you know what i mean in a lot of ways like our modern reality mirrors a lot of like you know what orwell predicted you know it's really really interesting how that how that works but uh but our ability to comprehend what's coming is very very limited you know like i feel like it's really 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 uh uh sentience yeah exactly mark yeah i don't know man like like what is what is consciousness what is what is like that's just a full question right there um I'm just lurking as usual. Heather G, that logic course is great. Okay, so you know what I'm talking about. You know what I'm talking about. I've learned so much. And so, yeah, I'm working on getting Tony on the show so that we can, like, I can, like, ask him a bunch of questions and and get into it. So, so yeah, anyway, guys, so um, that was pretty much my weekend, man. Like, I had a fantastic time. And so I had uh, I had another interview this morning that didn't end up happening. And I'm not sure what happened there. And so I'm 0 for 2 today for two today man and i know and i know and i will i know will's super busy dude um he's he's running around if you guys aren't familiar with his work like i'll give him some shout outs here just just to, just just to be on the safe side i didn't close my windows did i no no, no. okay here all right uh come on now okay hold on let's go back let's go back to here let's go back here so um so will he does uh his thing is uh fake mike real news so you go to fake mike real news.com um he's got he's got a lot of uh his his whole thing is first amendment auditing oh call and show mark you called it okay all right we'll take your calls you guys we'll, we'll do a we'll turn this into a freaking call-in show that's badass all right good call uh but anyway just real quick i'll just give you guys a quick quick heads up so fake mike real news.com is the main website um he's got a channel on youtube fake mike real news uh and hold on, you guys, and I'll, I'll give out the number in just a second. We'll do a call-in show. That'll be freaking awesome. So, 
I've been, you know, I was on the union of the unwanted with uh, will a while back. And uh, that's when I first came across his work and he's freaking hilarious, man. Like he does a great job. Like he's just very entertaining, very engaging, super smart, very courageous. You know, as you can see here, like his thing is he goes up and he does first amendment auditing, which, uh, which I made the joke. I was talking to Adis the other night and he was telling me about some other first amendment auditors and I was like blanking. I'm like, okay, what first amendment auditing? What is that? Is that somebody just stands on a street corner and yells about Sandy hook? Like, is that, is that what first amendment auditing is? Like I couldn't, but then he's, he reminded me, no, it's like going up and like, uh, getting in cops faces and, and, and schooling them on like constitutional stuff. Like, and it's hilarious. Like how many of these people that are the, the agents of the government, you know, the front facing, you know, the, the, the front face of authority or the government generally don't know shit about what they're talking about. Right. And, you know, I know it could be a little bit controversial in certain communities, you know, when we're talking about this sort of stuff, like, but I mean, you know, when the boot of the government finally comes down, who do you think it's going to be? It's going to be doing it. You know what I mean? So anyway, uh, Mike just does a great job. Like he, he's got a very interesting flavor to his first amendment auditing you know i know that there's lots of people all over that that have similar ways of doing it but he's very he's very uh you know i've, I've seen him like i've seen him like literally like walk up to like this large group of cops and he just gets right in their face like what the fuck are you guys doing like you know i don't know i can't remember if he like uses profanity or not but literally just like what are you guys doing like just like kind of just uh just kind of embarrassing them a little bit they're all just standing there and he's like oh you guys are all just gonna stand around like just wasting money like okay okay what like walks right up to one of their faces like what are you doing what are you working on you know what I mean? Stuff like that. So big props, you know, it takes a lot of courage to do that. I know one of the, so you look at the banner there at the top. Like I watched that video, him, uh, like just, just getting right up on Kamala Harris. That's a good video if you go back and watch it. But the other thing that really prompted me to reach out and really want to get him on the show is that he also does interviews on his channel and he does some really, really big interviews. Like he does some really, really to, to the point where I'm just like, bro, how did you, how did you get that guy? Like, and so some of my favorites, like he talked to John McAfee, like one of John McAfee's last interviews, uh, Leo Zagami, John Kariaku, Jordan Maxwell. And then like one of my bucket list guests, like you guys all know that like big Alex, you know, Alex Jones someday, someday he will be on rebunked. I, I promise you that. So that's like my big bucket list guest, but also my other one, like surprisingly, maybe a little obscure that maybe not everybody's heard of, but it's uh Fritz Springmeier. Fritz Springmeier, I have been following that guy's work as far back as I can remember. And Fritz is the uh, author of Bloodlines of the Illuminati. He is the author of a book that I've referenced many, many, many times on this show called uh, The Illuminati Formula Used to Create an Undetectable Total Mind Control Slave. And yes, that's the name of the book. That's the entire name of the book. And it's a fascinating read. Like, it's hard to get any of Fritz's books, like an actual physical copy of any of Fritz's books these days, you know, you can find them on eBay. Like, I, like a while back, I, I saw like copies of Bloodlines of the Illuminati were going for like hundreds and hundreds of dollars, just a paperback version of it. <clears throat> they're they're hard to come by. So, uh, and then, and, but but uh, Will had Fritz Springmeier on recently. I know Fritz has been pretty like underground the last several years. Like, you know, he did so much work like in the '90s, early 2000s, exposing. Uh, exposing these these bloodline elite families you know what i mean he did so much work in that and then got caught up in some like crazy case where he ended up doing some prison time and i feel like a lot of it was just a freaking setup dude like they they had to 
silence his voice and then man, man they got him caught up on some stupid bullshit and put him in prison so you know there's so much i want to talk to fritz about someday so you know uh see i was hoping to like chat with will and like like what it was like you know and then if you guys go listen to that interview uh maybe i'll put a i'll put a link let me see if i can find a link here um but uh yeah and uh he uh Anyway, so you guys can you guys can find it. You guys can find it. It's that's uh Fritz Springmeyer interview with uh you know what? No, I'll pull it up here. I got it. I got it. I figured out I was blanking on where I where I had that link stash. But anyway, but um, you know, Fritz is still to this day, like really, really going hard. Um they, in that interview, they talk a little bit about the uh the, the whole UK, Ukraine situation. And uh Fritz has a really interesting take on um on the whole Ukraine situation from the point of view of like these bloodline Illuminati families, which is really, really interesting. And then they, they, of course they go back into, uh, they go into some of the real, like, like just like the, the, the bloodline stuff, some of the mind control stuff. And, uh, let me see, where can I even, where can I even put this in the chat? Oh my God, I'm just losing it. Okay. So anyway, yeah, I'm using multiple devices here. So, Anyway, all right. So I'm not gonna worry too much about that. I'm gonna I'm just gonna keep moving on here. So all right. So we're gonna do a call-in show, guys. So let me see if I can get all my infrastructure set up here to do that. Boom to boom. Let's see. Yep, I'm connected. All right, guys. So we're gonna do this. I'm gonna put out the number here. So the number to call in to the show, primarily first-time callers, would be cool. Uh, I mean, I, I'm not gonna say that because I know that most of the people here that are on the stream probably have called in before. So that's fine um there it is it's no no screeners just the luck of the draw whoever gets on first if you're watching and i'm talking to somebody on the phone probably won't be able to take that call right then but if you see the conversation wrapping up and i hang up i know there's a bit of a delay but give us a call call in guys let's do this let's kick this off numbers five four one three five seven six four two four no screener luck of the draw hit me up let's do this this is hilarious. Good call, Mark. Well, Mark, you better call, right? Jeez. I think, I think all my settings are up. Call in number. And, and if you guys are having issues calling, let me know as well. I haven't done this in a while. I think everything's hooked up and set up. So I think we're good. I think we're good. So yeah, once again, call in number 541-357-6424. We'll get you on the line here. So uh, let's see what else we got going on. Uh, let's see. Oh, yeah. And then uh, we went out last night. Like there was supposed to be like an after party. And this is kind of a funny story. So there's a there's a little after party after the Jay Dyer thing. So a few of us, a bunch of us decided to go out downtown. And I don't know if you guys are familiar with like downtown Nashville. But, dude, it's freaking crazy, dude. It's off the hook, man. Like it's uh, it's pretty wild. So. Uh, those of you who may be just joining us, um, yeah, I wasn't, uh, like, it sounds like, like maybe something happened with Will or something came up. I know he's super busy and he's, uh, he's out probably like, uh, <laughs> up in some cop space right now and just wasn't able to make it. So just hanging out, just me taking calls or, well, you got a call. Come on, come on now. Somebody five, four, one, three, five, seven, six, four, two, four. And there's our first caller of the day, and he's saved in my phone, so I know we got Mr. Mark Johnson on the phone. How's it going, Mark? I'm all right. Can you hear me? I can hear you. Uh, look, let me just make sure that everybody on the show can hear me. Like, can you guys give me a 
a thumbs up or a something. Mark, what's going on, dude? Well, I'm listening to you. You oh, know? Okay. I, I'm... No, I'm glad. I'm glad. There's so many subjects here, man. <laughs> yeah. I'm just throwing, I'm just spitballing, dude. Like what's, what's on, what's currently on your mind or what's on the forefront of your, of your, of your day right now? Oh, uh, I mean, obviously there's all kinds of practical stuff, you know, like you're still trying to concrete my garage. <laughs> okay. Okay. Well, so, Hey, so hey, but, yeah, go okay. ahead. The, metaphysics, of course, as you know, that that's one of my specialties. So yeah. you start talking about that and I obviously jump right in. Yeah, yeah. No, we were kind of skirting that issue on this, but who, what guest are you talking about that you were referring to that with? Metaphysics. Metaphysics. Okay. So, uh, so I was talking about, so Jay, the lecture I went to with Jay Dyer last night, it was, uh, I did like the old fashioned form of metaphysics. Are you familiar with that? You know what I mean? Like, like the, it's like a, it's like an actual like branch of philosophy. You know what I'm talking about? Right. Yeah. yeah. Right. That's what I was talking about. And I, I had a teacher in college who she was actually a rhetoric professor. Yeah. 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 Exactly. She was fascinating. She was of course a guest like professor and everybody was like, Oh, you guys need to keep this gal, keep this gal. And of course they don't, but that's, you know, college. Yeah. They don't want anybody making this thing. She called it, which I always thought was a really good phrase for it, was the intersection of physics and philosophy. And I've always kind of looked at it that way because a lot of the things that I consider are put in the category of metaphysics, which is a huge category in and of itself because it encompasses all kinds of intersections yeah. of things. but. What interests me most, of course, you know, is we call it metaphysics research, but it really started as paranormal investigation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which, of course, people think ghost hunting, but I was never, that was never my focus on it. Mm -hmm. However, what interests me is mental abilities, which is part of metaphysics especially in that now they're starting to show that with physics, there might be an actual reason that this is possible. And that's what fascinates me the most is the fact that we might be able to actually prove in, in one sense that things like precognition are possible. Yeah. People think a lot of times, Oh no, you can't predict things. And I go, well, shit, I've been doing it my whole life. So explain that then. Yeah. If there's not some mechanism. Well, I think we all experience that. It's like, like, man, I've been like, man, who was I talking about it with? I think it was Owen, Owen Benjamin. I think we were talking about this a little bit where it's like the idea of, yeah, 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 MIT telekinesis, but also like just the idea of like learning to like trust that intuition. Like when we have, when I have an intuition about something, like a lot of times the, it's like it's like a negative intuition where it's like, no, I shouldn't do that. No, I shouldn't do that. But I do it anyway. And then I'm like, oh, God, yeah, I definitely shouldn't have done that. You know what I mean? But then le learning where that that previous intuition came from and learning to recognize it for what it is and kind of like trusting it more or just being more in tune with it. You know what I mean? Like it's almost like a it's like that, a download. It's like. That, a, yeah. Yeah. That is the biggest issue 
that we always find trying to teach anyone any of this mm-hmm. is trust your first intuition. Mm-hmm. You know, not that the first thing you think is always correct, but more often than not, what comes as your first intuition on something is at least down the right path. Yeah. It's not necessarily a complete picture of everything, but more often than not, that's where the truth lies. I've actually been teaching a gal this last couple of weeks how to remote view. Wow. And if you're familiar with, I'm sure you're familiar with yeah. remote viewing. Yeah. yeah. Um, but some people look at it as, you know, a quote, psychic ability or whatever. I hate the term psychic. It's so loaded, but, um, yeah, I call it that, whatever. But the fact is, you know, the CIA, the intelligence agencies, and this is documented by them that they have been researching this stuff for years and years. Um, of course, now they kind of act like, oh, we, we don't do, you know, that's a, it's a conspiracy theory, yeah. any of this stuff. But, they have spent a huge amount of money, I mean, for decades, researching that. And the results have been that, especially with remote viewing, that, uh, yes, this would appear to be quite accurate if you have people that know how to do it. And, yeah, it takes, like anything, there are some people that have a natural skill or inclination. And then there's other people that, of course, but anybody can do it. But some people, it requires a little more work, instruction, practice, whatever you want to say. Um, it's just like baseball. You know, anybody can play baseball. Some people just happen to be really good at it. Yeah. You know, naturally. Totally. But you can always learn and practice and get better. And yeah. that's kind of how I describe to people if I'm trying to teach them any of this well dude hey i think i think we've had this conversation before where it's like i think i I mentioned like dude i need to have you on the show and you can like tell like give us like a primer like maybe we can do a whole but i can't remember what your response was like is it something that could be maybe in a context like in a format like this where you come on the show and we kind of broadcast it out is it it something that people could take that information and then run with it or is it more of an individual one-on-one type of uh like no the the Information. I mean, when they were doing this stuff with intelligence agencies, you know, they they put together a whole team, you know, of people that were in this program, and they were doing it, you know, teaching it in a group. Mm-hmm. Um, so, and in fact, you can go right on the internet and put in how to remote view, mm-hmm. and it will bring up plenty of stuff. I mean, again, like the internet. You have to know how to sift through some of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And disregard the any uh, ideological BS, you know, if you find it in there. Because we're talking about a mechanism, a practice, skill, whatever. I don't see it, especially with remote viewing, I don't yeah. see it as any kind of spiritual or religious thing at all, which is why I go into the physics of it. Because I go, well, we're starting to show with quantum theory and entanglement yeah, that, yeah. Um, 
Yeah, there probably is an actual, you know, mechanism reason for this. We've just forgotten how to do it. You know, and a lot of it is because it's been that those kind of mental abilities have been downplayed as a, quote, conspiracy theory. Oh, yeah, totally. Forever. Totally. And in my opinion, is like any of this stuff. It's because it actually works. They don't want the population to know how to do that. You know? Yeah. I mean, I hate to sound like everything is a conspiracy theory, but yeah. anymore, I think so obvious to it that so much of it, you know, is actually a conspiracy. Yeah, totally. You know, origin. Well, I'm, we're gonna have to we're gonna have to bring you on to do to do like a whole dive into it and just kind of give us a walkthrough. Like, uh, I want I want to plan that out and kind of promote it, but we'll we'll do a we'll do a remote viewing symposium here in the next couple of weeks. How does that sound? That that sounds reasonable. That sounds reasonable. And I love it, dude. That'd be great. We'll get you on camera. We'll get like you know nice cleaner audio, and we'll do a little uh, and maybe send me some material that I can prep and maybe bring some uh, bring some material or some visual aids stuff like that. So. Um, yeah, 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 yeah. I'll put together since since I've been helping this gal, uh, I'm 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 forming a better notion of how to actually teach it because a lot of times the problem is if you're somebody who's just kind of born with higher mental, you know, whether you call it whether it's IQ or anything else or baseball, it's sometimes hard to explain to people because. We just do it. Yeah. I mean, if that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. So it takes a while to be able to explain it to other people that aren't immersed in it, you know? Yeah, exactly. So, dude, the other thing I really want to get you on on here to talk about is, uh, now that I got you here, uh, so for those of you that may not know, you guys have heard me talk many, many times on the show about the whole Freedom Cell movement, about building community, like how that is our way out of this, um, but also out of that out in Oregon. So Mark's out in Oregon. We, we put together what was called manifest, which was this, uh, freedom festival that we threw together right in the middle of last summer, right in the height of the vaccine man, well, quote unquote vaccine mandate, right at the height of the insanity out in Oregon. We just all said, fuck it and put together like a little freedom festival out on Mark's property. So Mark was kind of like, like Mark and I were like the freaking, um, I don't know what you call it. Like, just like we were just running and gunning, like trying to throw this thing together, dude. And like you put in so much work and like, like all of us, we, we put in some like serious work to make that happen. And, uh, it sounds like we're doing it again this year, right? Well, we're going to try, but of okay. course we announced what we were figuring the dates. And then now here we are the same six weeks ahead of time. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, so, so we were going to do it uh middle of July. And of course I'm out in Tennessee now, so I'm not going to actually be there, but I'm rooting for you guys to be able to pull it off. You know what I mean? And so now it sounds like well, what, we're, we're, do, we're thinking about doing it uh the weekend of September 11th. Is that what I'm hearing? That That's what I was thinking. And then I sat and realized September 11th and, you know, not to be totally, um, uh, what's the dang word? Um, uh, dang it, I blank. But, but you know, I, I don't want to be superstitious. That's what I was going to say. Dang. But, yeah. you know, I'm going, yeah, maybe we don't want to do this on 9-11. I mean, yeah. I mean, maybe. I mean, I don't know. I don't know. I've heard some people know. talk about them actually, like people, I've heard some of our friends are talking about going out to like Ground Zero out in New York. So I don't know. But I don't know. I think it might be kind of cool. 
I don't know if I'm doing anything. I kind of wanted to put together another little roundtable discussion. Uh, well, know, that's what like that weekend, like, 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 I'm sure Richard Gage has got a million other things going on, but, uh, I'd love to get him on with a few other folks, maybe Richard Grove too. And, uh, you know what I mean? Like, like to, uh, do like a little nine 11 round table, kind of like that school shooting right. round table I did a few weeks ago, which was huge. That's been my biggest episode so far like that. So I feel like there's a niche. Yeah. That was a great episode. Yeah. That was, that was a mind blower. That was, that was something that was heavy. So. Well, shoot, Mark, anything else going on? Well, now you got me on Manifest thing, but I yeah. well, I guess I would put on that is, well, you and I talked about kind of how we thought about doing a roundtable thing and yeah. then doing it in multiple locations. Yeah. Not that you can just throw a festival thing, you know, out there like immediately because obviously the biggest part of it that was the piece you had to have is property to do it. Yeah. And, uh, but I want to do it where we were talking about with, we're live streaming it in the last American Vagabond studio. We're doing it here. We figured out here how to get internet down to the stage. Good. Yeah. So those of you, anybody that's listening, that may not know what we're talking about. So kind of the idea is what we're going to do is like, as part of the event itself, doing like kind of a simulcast live stream, not only like, of the event, but to the event. So it'll be like a, it'll be like a live podcast broadcast remotely with multiple, like other people that I can get to come on the show. Like Ryan said, he'd do it. Ryan from last American vagabond here. When I talked to him initially, um, he said he was open to doing it. I'll just say, I don't want to <laughs> put him on the spot here, but, uh, but then a few other people that I've talked to said, yeah, let's do it. Yeah, let's do it. So basically doing a, what you got? Oh, go ahead. I was just going to say, so, I think that would be a cool thing. So all of us are broadcasting to the event. So the people at the event, it's like having a panel of speakers, but then also it'll be like, maybe like a Q and a session. So people at the event could interact with the, with like a zoom call. You know what I mean? Like, I think that'd be cool. Like a big live event type deal. So, well, and also we can get, we can have some of the panelists be here. Yeah, exactly. We have so, we have so many good podcasters in Oregon, Washington. Yep. Not all of them have, huge audiences but they're i think quality people yeah 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 absolutely and, yeah so i think that would be great and then we're not also we're not stuck with even having to have any of these panelists in this studio you know they can by zoom obviously yeah. exactly. like, like here's what i'm gonna put out he's listening i want adi on this yeah, Audis, you hear that? Like, let's get Audis on the line here when and next. Like, Audis, if you're listening, you should call in next. Yeah, so. yeah. No, because yeah. there's so many things. Well, you know, I've talked about this before. You know, there's so many things. Like, I listen to Audis, and I'm like, oh, yeah, we could totally do a real mind-bending panel on that, on this issue, that issue. Yeah, totally. You know. Totally. All right, Mark. Well, thanks, brother. I appreciate you calling in, dude. We'll talk later. Okay, let's talk soon. All right, peace. Cool. Yeah, all right, all right. That was Big Mark Johnson out in uh, Oregon, right? Holding it, holding it down. I was just talking to him, like just texting with him over the last couple of days. I'm like, bro, you need to get out of there. Come out to Tennessee. This place is amazing. All of you, like everybody, all of you, just like let's all just rally in Tennessee, man. Like this is the spot. This is the spot. You know, it's a little humid. But I kind of enjoy the humidity. I kind of enjoy 
it feels like I'm in a sauna. I feel like it's cleansing. You know, I feel healthier. I feel, uh, I feel like a lot, like, I don't know. I think think it's fantastic. Right. And the storms, we've been getting some amazing storms lately. Like I love, like, this is like real lightning, real thunder, dude. I dig it. I heard like just right up the road in Kentucky, there was like major flooding, like a bunch of people died. Like that's pretty tragic. So maybe I shouldn't, uh, curse, curse myself by talking about how much I love the storms too much, but it's pretty, it's pretty cool. It's pretty cool, man. Like, I guess I don't know too much about it, but anyway, got another call coming in on the line. Let's see who we got here. Hi, this Hamza. Oh, send a voicemail. Press two. All right. Is this Hamza? Yeah. What's up, Scott? Hey, what's up, man? Hey, hey, hey. All right. You get one call today. All right. Yeah, one call. One call. Yeah, I played your last one. All right, we're we we'll be quick with it. That's What's up, dude? Crazy. I was I was originally gonna be like, no more Hamza. Hamza, you lost your privileges. No, but... no, I was I was just playing you. I was playing you. Did you watch Alex's documentary? Did you watch it? Yeah. What'd you think? It was good. Yeah, I thought it was pretty good too. I mean, it was good. It showed a good uh, good side of Alex Jones. Yeah. Like just like us wants to find uh, the truth, and but I just fear for him because of you know like the kind of his stuff yeah yeah it's it's an trying to get him real hard yeah they're trying uh, to get him hemmed up YouTube, like, they're trying to get him hemmed like, up pretty bad on morning, that yeah yeah uh waked up early morning and just uh, picked up the phone and i and i saw like uh, uh, on youtube alex jones everywhere Why yeah the hell is he, like trending and they were showing uh, the Sandy Hook stuff and the lawyers are playing him bad. The whole court is playing him bad, basically. Well, so here's my take on that. So I was actually watching some of that stuff. Like, um, right now I'm in the middle of watching Owen Schroyer. So if you guys don't know, Owen does like yeah, the afternoon. Owen was, uh, yeah. yeah, Owen. Owen does the he afternoon show on Infowars. So so Alex does the the like the eleven to three the morning, slot. Uh, the, uh, yeah. And then and then the Owen does the after- like after- Owen does the afternoon show. And then like so Owen was on the stand and like he was getting grilled by the plaintiff's lawyer, you know, the who by the way, like is just like this little just greasy little did, freaking did tuck boy. One, one uh, uh, did you see the clip was edited of Owen when he said like the Sandy Hook clip of Owen when he was reporting like the Sandy Hook stuff like six years ago? Yeah, no, yeah, totally. That That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Oh, I guess, hey, we're on YouTube, right? I forgot I'm broadcasting on YouTube, so we'll see. We'll see. But hey, shout out to YouTube. Anyway, so yeah, we're, we're just going. I don't even give a shit. I don't even give a shit. I hope they give me a strike. This is funny. So anyway, what I loved about that is it was so funny because like during the trial, they're trying to like do a gotcha on Owen and they show like this old footage of <laughs> Owen from like 2018 where he's like on the show talking about or what i don't even know what it was maybe it was like earlier than that, but i feel i feel like it was something like that but owen was on there like ho- he was like guest hosting for alex because alex was off that day or something this is before owen had his own show and they were showing footage in the trial of owen it was like a five minute clip of owen dropping some major sandy hook truth bombs you know what i'm saying and he was like and, and and so like i'm sure like every like watching it i was watching it, i was like oh yeah i forgot about that holy shit that is crazy the the main evidence that they were saying was that it was uh so the dad the, the plaintiff in this case was on there saying like yes i held my dead son and i saw the bullet hole in his head and then cut to the next clip of the medical examiner being like 
No, we didn't give we didn't give parents access to the kids' bodies at all. No, no, no parent had any access to any of the kids' bodies, and so it just blew blew the whole thing out of the water. And they're they're showing that in the trial as like a gotcha moment for Owen. And I'm like, that's some serious Sandy Hook gravy right there that they're actually putting out in the middle of the trial. Like, wow, like maybe Sandy Hook didn't happen. I don't know. Like it led, it, like it was not. It, it kind of backfired on him. I, I thought. You know what I think? I think the government did it like Sandy Hook stuff. Yeah, I don't know. I think uh, okay, the kids really died. I don't know, like some of my people know the kids who died, but I think like yeah, what they did is like okay, we'll kill the kids like the government. I'm going Eddie Bravo here. Like we'll kill all of them. You know what I mean? Yeah. 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 yeah for them all and like oh uh, then they showed like two sides uh if you remember in 2012 or 13 uh, cnn uh first said maybe it's an inside maybe uh they're actors and then alex thought okay it might be true they are actors yeah i don't know i think i think it's it's all good man like i don't know i happened but like the government did it. I don't think like. Yeah, people. I'm with you on that. I'm with you on that, dude. I, I I'm not kidding. You know what? Actually, I bet somebody recently too who's who's uh knows somebody who is a therapist up in up in Connecticut, and they were saying how now those kids are like reaching teenage years, and now they're like seeking counseling, and like they provide counseling services for those kids. And I was like, you know, I think there's enough. I'm convinced that you know, obviously, it had happened. You know what I mean? Like, I think I've met, I've had enough like external, real world, real life, synchronistic interactions with people directly affected by these like not only that event but also another one recently too where like i feel like there's enough in the world to that has convinced me that it's real but i i'm with you on the fact that it's not what we're being told and uh it was probably the government it was probably not- like the government has another stuff people usually say don't use your card if the card tracks you yeah so um telegram group of uh, Taylor put me on actually I told her uh, do you know any financial guys she said yeah I know like Professor Richard Runner he should be in his telegram group so I joined the group and I they were talking about like uh, about China and stuff and I said we should use cash and they said like uh, cash they can also track you from your cash and like what oh, yeah. the hell yeah yeah, yeah. Cash, cash can you imagine go cash if I spend my cash for example I spend like five bucks uh, like bought something. Yeah. Track you with your cash. Yeah. That's yeah. crazy. Yep. All right. Well, Hamza, I mean, Hamza, thanks so much for calling again. And, and, uh, I, and okay. So good job today. Good job today. And no, no more Italians calling in. No more. What was it? What was the other one you no. did? Like, like okay, so some of those in the chat, they were I'm confused. I know it's funny. Like I, it's funny. I'm, we can laugh about it, but there's so many, so many in the chats, like a serial caller is like, no, 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 I, no, Hamza, Hamza had got his two cents in, and then, and then we were done, and then he called back a few minutes later pretending to be, like, somebody from somebody else. And I'm like, is that you, Hamza? What the hell's going on here? So that was – it was funny, dude. Brother, I love you, man. You're hilarious. You're fantastic. And I I, I appreciate the I appreciate the ingenuity and the 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 go get ness And you're starting your own podcast, right? Yeah. Uh, okay. So um, dude, I, found, I found one of the Nation of Islam guys. His name yeah. is David Muhammad. Perfect. Security guard. Uh, Minister Farrakhan. Okay, cool, man. Well, say, tell you what, dude. Once you get up and running, but, I'd love, I'd love to come on your show too, man. We'll, we'll have a, we'll have a chat. Let's have a chat. Awesome, Great man. Day. Awesome, Bye. man. I'll talk to you later. Bye, bye. All right, that was Hamza. And I, I give him a hard time now because it was just kind of funny. You guys would have had to been there. It was a previous calling show, and it was like, I was like, Hamza, is that you? 
Is that you? All right. So anyway, no, he's great. He's in the chat, dude. He's so good. He's always sharing information, intelligence. He's just like very much, he's one of us to the extreme. So, all right, we're going to go here for a little while longer, you guys. Like I want to push it out a little while longer. Oh, we got Colleen in the chat. What's up, Colleen? Uh, anybody else want to call in? The phone number is 541-357-6424. Adis, if you want to call in. Uh, salamo, salamo. Orwell. Any of you guys you want to call? Like, let's do this. Still no, uh, still no will texted him. Um, I, I'll push it to the top of the hour because uh, maybe perhaps uh, he thought that I was saying two o'clock central time instead of two o'clock Eastern time, maybe. So we'll see if he pops in at the two o'clock. Like, right. Well, it's, it's almost two o'clock for me. So if it, if we roll into the two o'clock hour for me and still nothing, then I'm probably just going to assume it's no go. If he hops in, dude, we'll just jump right into it. But, in the meantime, feel free, you guys. Give us, give me a call, dude. 541-357-6424. Uh, that's an Oregon area code there. That's uh, no more 541s for me, man. I still have my my personal 541 number. That's not my personal cell phone, by the way. I, I set up like a, you know, like a text-free account for taking calls on the show here. But uh, so that's that's what that's all about. So, all right. Any last takers? Oh, we got, okay, we got one. All right. Adis, what's up? Audis. Audis. What's up, dude? How you doing? Hey, hey, hey. How are you, man? Good, man. Good. Hey, so you guys, this is Audis. He was on a few, I don't know, a couple months ago at this point. Founder, owner, operator of Modern Retro Radio, modernretroradio.com. Who I just did a bunch of like editing work for. So I, I love doing that. I love doing that. So Audis sends me all these like clips and tracks. And then I edit, <laughs> I edit them together to make like, this was like a jazz special, like an hour long jazz special. So he's got like, the, he's got the voice talent that does like the little intro outros. And then he sends me like the MP3 yep. files of like the, the actual, uh, actual songs. And then I edit them all together and do all the blends and the fades and then all that stuff. And, uh, and now he has like a, like a nice little, like, you know, an hour long jazz special. So there you go. Adish, thanks for like allowing me to help you with that stuff. Cause I actually really enjoy doing that like audio I'm not gonna say engineering, just editing audio editing projects, right? It's fun. So you're very good at it. You uh, your edits and mixes are seamless, and you make us sound more professional. And uh, you've done some. You're an air talent yourself, man. And so as soon as we get some more from you, uh, I want to do an hour special with you. You, you know? know, I was just thinking about that the other day, and I actually have an idea of what I want to do. I got it all figured out. I, I got it. All, I got like a, okay. whole, a whole theme. I was actually. I was at the gym yesterday and I was like, I was on the stair climb and I'm like, okay, I'm going to do the fucking the get you pumped up mix. And I got like all the songs that I listen to that like send me into a different dimension when I'm up, like when I'm like, you know, doing that. Okay. And I'm going to be like, all right, boom, this will like send you to a different dimension. If you're like doing some like strenuous exercise or something, right? Maybe, I don't know. Well, and plus the stuff that you've already done as well, some good music, but yeah, I want you definitely to do songs that you definitely handpick yourself. Yeah. And uh, it will be it will be your your world, it's, and it can be as long as you want it to be. Yeah. And uh, by the way, that ja the jazz corner, it's uh, actually it's a, a weekly show. It runs every Sunday night okay. on the station. So it's it's and, here. Uh, my music director. Yeah, go ahead. Sorry, I interrupted. So I was gonna say that's all right. Yes, you did, and don't ever let it happen again. <laughs> I'm just. Kidding. <laughs> I love those awkward moments. I used to watch like the CBS Morning News and the Today Show, and they would do interviews with people, and because of the time delay. There was always these awkward silences. So we just had our awkward silence. It was nice. Now, what was I saying? Oh, yeah. My music director, Mike B., he hosts the uh, Jazz Corner 
of uh, Modern Retro Radio, and it comes on Sunday nights and it replays Mondays at midnight. And the latest episode, 15, you mixed, and it, I listened to it, and my God, you hit it out of the park. So nice. Mike's going to be very happy. Awesome. Hey, so. And uh, I got an, speaking of Mike, I, I, I got an update on where I think Mike is. Okay. Um, he's at Bed Bath & Beyond uh, getting a new whisk. He's running behind. <laughs> you're supposed to be laughing at this point, but you're not. But that's okay. Oh, I see what you're saying. I see what you're saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's getting a new fake mic. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah I see what you're saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I yeah. should have said he decided to upgrade to a spatula. But Oh, yeah, that's you know, right. You know, if I was... If I was logged into my YouTube, because I'm one of his subscribers, and he has loved my comments in the past, if I, I'm at Rod's, but if I was on my computer, I would make a comment saying, hey, man, we're waiting on you. No, it's hey, good. Hey, is that my no, station? It's good. That I it's good. He's, he's got something going on, because I texted him. Like, we've been texting, like, up until, like, last few days, and, you know, just today, okay. it was just nothing. So, I don't know. Maybe he got arrested or something. <laughs> just get in his cops' face. You know stuff. what's weird? He was yeah. actually in Nashville. I know. Uh, a couple know. weeks ago. I know. I didn't know that till after the fact, man. I finally got a hold of him. I'm like, bro, you're in Nashville. He's like, no, nah, I, I was just passing through. So I'm like, all right. All right. Anyway, I got your dude. It's funny. I got your website pulled up here, you guys. So if you guys, uh, I used to talk about that all the time on Truthzilla, but modernretroradio.com, you can listen live. It's basically the new songs from classic artists, right? So if you, but it's funny, when yep. I logged in here, you got like a new uh, banner at the top. And I thought that was Vladimir Putin there for a second. Like, who is that? Is that Paul McCartney? It, Who else? It is. is. And I have, I don't know. Oh, it is Vladimir Putin. Oh, it is, it is Vladimir yeah. Putin. Oh, my God. I'm like, is that Vladimir? Okay. All right. That's hilarious. Okay. <laughs> this, is the, this is the perfect place to explain this because I need to do this, Scott. <laughs> okay, that's so funny. I don't like, normally, I don't, I don't normally make blatant political statements on the station with, you know, <laughs> but, but I'm a huge Paul McCartney fan. Yeah, I know but that. Yeah. I have my issues with him because he is, you know, whatever the establishment is, he, he loves it and he gets on my nerves and he's been coming out on, he just wrapped up a tour and every night for his encore, he came out waving that damn Ukraine flag oh. and another oh, one of my funny. air talent on the station and another one of my air talent on the station, Eddie Spin, you know, he's also a big McCartney fan and, you know, he's equally disgusted. So... Now, everybody's supposed to hate Vladimir Putin. Yeah. So this is my way of uh, reminding people, uh, well, this guy that you all love, McCartney, didn't have a problem with Vladimir Putin, you know, when he went on tour there and yeah. did some shows in St. Petersburg. So, you know, so because <laughs> so, I actually know people who literally said we somebody needs to take Putin out. And these are supposed to be liberals? Yeah. Advocating for the murder of a world leader? Do you realize yeah. how reckless that is? Yeah. Totally. God. Yeah. What happened? So that's why that picture is up. That's, that's hilarious. Why, that's exactly why I did it. That's so why I did it. It's deliberate. That is freaking hilarious, dude. That's badass. Oh, so if you guys, hell yeah. If you guys aren't listening to Modern Retro Radio, like you better now. Like Audis doesn't mess around. He's a badass, <laughs> dude. Beyond belief. That's hilarious. I love that. <laughs> yeah. But oh, uh, no, but uh, I'm glad I got to tune in. And sorry that the uh, uh, Will didn't. Um, make it on but hopefully y'all can reschedule totally, and, um, totally but we but you're the man scott you know you are the reason that we tune in oh well okay well thank you thank you thank you thank you so much we got uh, a bunch of people know. in the in the freaking live stream we got 17 people watching on uh watching on rockfin that's awesome uh hey can you share that is it too much of inconvenience to show people that photo of us with david tell uh, uh, i don't know if i have that yeah i, I could probably do that 
Um, let's ah, see. well, next time. Next time. Oh, I, I might have it next here. Time. I might have it here somewhere. And, uh, and, we got uh, Audis, hey, uh, Audis, and, my band. Audis and I went and saw David Tell. Like that was uh yeah, that was legendary. Um, let's see. I probably got it right here. Hold on, hold on. Let me see. Okay. Um, that was fun, man. Like he was. I've been following him forever, as well. There you go. Can you see that? I don't know. It's gonna be a little bit of a delay. So there we are. Boom, boom, boom. Me and Audis and the legendary Dave Attell. Fantastic. Hey, folks, show. I am not that fat in real life. I don't know that who that kid <laughs> that took our picture put a good 40 pounds on me i am not that fat okay oh, i just want to say that for the record because uh, i mean scott you see me in person i am svelte and and and, and devastatingly handsome right exactly of course absolutely, <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> in the most heterosexual way that you can make such an observation you know it's just it is what it is man so yeah dude what else what else is going on Adis? what's what are you what are you worried about this um week? Uh, well, I'm a little concerned. Well, I'm concerned, but I think it's a political ploy. You know, they just uh, passed the quote-unquote assault weapons ban in the House of Representatives. Yeah. So a lot of uh, Second Amendment people who love the Second Amendment are freaking out. And seven Republicans voted with the Democrats. Wow. Now, that's, yeah, that's either they're getting right now. This probably won't pass in the Senate, it, it, but it could. But here's what I'm thinking. I don't think it's so much a gun grab. I think it's something for the Democrats to campaign on for the midterm. Exactly. That's all it is, man. That's the one thing that they know both sides. Everybody knows. Everybody knows nothing is ever, ever, ever going to happen with that. There's just 0% chance that anything will ever happen with that. It won't. Yep. They will. Uh, I mean, like, if, they, and even if they, they because, because if they, man, outright, like they, if they try, if they try, but that's what they want too. If they do do something like that, then they will get what they want, which will be, you know, I don't even want to speak it into existence, you know, but no, that's it. no, no. I don't think it ever will because no they there. Oh, there's over 450 million weapons in this country alone. Yeah, and they are not going to pick a fight, even though we have a president who basically threatened uh, to use nuclear bombs on his own citizens. Yeah. Remember, I do you nuclear know? bombs, F-16s, so, all that stuff. Like, dude, like whatever. So, so even if they outright, I used to think that uh, people who were passionate about gun rights. I, back when I was a liberal, I used to think, my God, these people are just paranoid gun freaks. What's wrong with them? But now that I know what the government really wants to do, I'm like, okay, y'all were right. I was wrong. I will an apology. Uh, but even if they outright ban guns, I think a lot of people are going to uh, end up missing, losing their guns in voting accidents. Uh, that's just what yeah. I think. It's just never going <laughs> to happen. Like they, could, they could pass all the laws. They could write all the little pieces of paper, but it's just never, ever fundamentally in all practicality ever going to happen. There's just never gonna. Happen. No, the worst that would happen is the worst that would happen is they would make an example out of some gun people, basically like a Ruby Ridge or yeah. something like that. Yeah, and they they and, might, they uh, might make it they might make it difficult for people to acquire them. I mean, definitely that would happen. Like like, you know, the yeah. second that they make they and then also you know it seems like they're just regulating individual pieces. Like you can't just like outright ban an entire mm -hmm. firearm, but you can regulate like this little. Uh, you know, selector switch over here. You could like put a regulation on this little barrel length over there until eventually you're so regulated that you're stuck with just like, you know, a pea shooter or something. You know what I mean? Like I can see how that could be. Yeah. Like, just very, uh, well, there are attorneys. I'm sure there are attorneys who are already gearing 
get this all the way to the Supreme Court because, you know, I don't know why these politicians, what they can't comprehend about four words, shall not be infringed. Exactly, exactly. And I, I can't wait to, yeah, yeah, totally. I will, you know. Uh, but also, you know, the the Second Amendment people are just the 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 best little loophole people I could possibly imagine, right? Like, like you start to regulate like barrel lengths down to like, you know, I can't have a rifle with this short of a barrel length. Okay. So now it's technically right. a pistol and a pistol can't technically have a stock on it, but yay. But see this, this here, this thing, this wrist brace, this is a wrist brace. It's not a stock. Yeah. It looks exactly <laughs> like a stock, but this is called a wrist brace. It prevents me, you know what I mean? So like, no, it's not a stock. It's definitely not a stock. It's just a wrist brace. You guys don't even like, don't and they've also, yeah. they've lost, complete control of the narrative because of that Uvalde, Texas thing was just a complete, I mean, if there was ever a case to show why we can't depend on police, that's it right yeah. there. Amen. And, and, and then and what happened in Indiana where uh, armed citizens stopped what could have been a really bad mass shooting. Yeah. So, and now didn't the media try to spin it to, to criminalize the guy because apparently he had the gun in a gun free zone or something like that, right? Yeah, of course, Weren't exactly. They like, yeah, yeah. And it's not even a law. And, uh, it's like this 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 facilities policy, and so you're gonna like yeah, that's you're gonna, not a law. You're, you're gonna yeah. like actually make an argument that because of this facilities policy, like this person is in the wrong. Like, dude, don't even, don't even, don't even do yeah. that. Don't even make that argument. You're a laughing yeah. stock. We are laughing at you. The people that are making that argument, yeah. you, you are the ones that are, I mean, yeah, it's just like, you're just uh, a, a constitutional uprising. There's a mass, there's a great constitutional awareness movement going on right now. Uh, and I love it. Yeah. And that's why I watch people like take Mike because I've learned so much about my own rights that, you know, you just don't, and cops rely on people not knowing these rights. Exactly. And, uh, but before you let me go, uh, I just wanted to thank Mark uh, for the love. I didn't realize that he was the one that helped you with uh, the manifest. Yeah, that's uh, my dude. Last year. dude. Mark is my dude, man. Like, like he, uh, him, and I go way back, dude. Like he's, uh, he's okay. a, he's a, he's a little powerhouse, dude. He, he, he's up. He's always up to big things. He's always got like big things going on. You know what I mean? So I got a lot of a lot of love and respect for Mark out there in Oregon, dude. So, well, I'm very, very, very flattered that uh, he he sees you know uh, validity in my point of view and oh yeah and you know and hey, this is as you and I did on your last the show that I did with you last this is what they don't want I, mm -hmm. they don't want people with black skin and white skin coming together mm -hmm. especially if the common enemy is you know tyranny yeah. you know oh yeah they hate that and uh, and so we just have to do our part to. You know, because I'm seeing something going on now because I think a lot of patriots are falling for this monkeypox thing. Uh, and really, and, you seeing that? Well, and they're so it's, they're using it. It seems like the establishment is using it to, you know, make people hate gay people. Okay. Like, you know, but I'm pretty sure I don't think this monkeypox thing is what they're saying it is. I think it's shingles and I think it's another vaccine injury that they're attributing to gay people. Yeah. What do you, well, what's your take on this? So I've heard a lot of like uh, rhetoric lately. Like they're not even saying like gay men. They're saying the men who sleep with men community. What's up with that? No, oh, <laughs> I'm 52 years old. I'm 52 years old. And I've lived in like three or four major cities in my life. Until this, I've never even heard of monkey punch. Yeah. Yeah. So I've never, I've never known anyone who's had it and I've known some sluts. Okay. Sure. But I have never even heard of this. So that's why I think it's bullshit. 
Well, what do I you really think? Do. What do you think about? So, so I, I feel like there is some sort of like overlap and confluence between like maybe some weird backhanded, just like uh demonization of, of the gay community in some way, but, but it's just like the language they've literally changed the language. I think it was like Walensky, Rochelle Walensky, head of the CDC. Yeah. Was like in her like press briefings or whatever was instead of saying gay men, they're using. And then I heard what was it? Tedros, the head of the UN, he was doing the same thing. Where they're both using, yeah, it's it's kind of like the build back better. Now everybody's adopted this new language and this new way yeah. to refer to it. And and the new term, yeah. the new term that's been given to us now is the men who sleep with men community. What's up with that? Like that's what I'm saying. Is like they've like now they're well, changing the language again. You know. I, well, I think it goes deeper than that because I actually heard a cop on uh, there's another First Amendment auditor channel that I watch and and it was regarding a predator catcher. And he had caught a guy trying to hook up with a, a four-year-old boy. Mm. And so the cop was getting everybody's side of the story. And the cop, it was almost like the cop was like trying to flip it and go after the predator catcher instead of the predator. And he referred, he said, okay. And here's something that really concerned me. The cop didn't say, you think this guy is a pedophile. He says, you think this guy is a minor attraction individual? Oh, yeah, exactly. Because, yep. you know, that. Yep. and the cop said this. Wow. I'm thinking, oh my God. Yeah. I mean, we all know that cops have been protecting pedophiles for years. You know, we, oh, we yeah. know this. I mean, but absolutely. That was, a, that was just a little piece of evidence to kind of validate that, yeah, cops are in on it as part of it. Yeah, totally, you totally. Know? And then, of course, we heard the stories of, like, you know, the, the kids who tested positive with monkeypox. And now the, now the narrative being that uh, it's been confirmed that these kids had contact with people in the gay community. Like, well, what does that look and like? And I what think is that's 100%. I think that if, even if that's true, these, they're getting it from people who are connected to the government. But again, uh -huh. I think that's a cover. I think it's a vaccine injury, and oh, I think okay. it's shingles. Gotcha. It's okay. shingles. Okay, okay. Interesting. They're just, they're basically, they're, they're using the gay narrative as a big, hey, look over there. Yeah. That's what that is. It's, look over there. So there's a so that's that's what that is. So what about what about have you heard like the there was so popularized by Dave Chappelle, but originally performed by Owen Benjamin. So in other words, Dave Chappelle took this joke from stole this joke <laughs> from Owen Benjamin. It, okay. <laughs> it's it's the whole it's right. the whole uh the LG like first there was the L's and the L's were like you know it was nice and fun and then the G's came along and like and then and then the B's and the B's are like. Hmm, like, wow, you, so you just have sex with anybody? Yeah, we'll just have sex with anybody. It's fine. It's great. And then the T's came along and really disrupted the apple cart. You know what I'm saying? And like really shook things up. And it's almost <laughs> like the L's and the G's are kind of like, you know, they're kind of like just falling by the wayside. And now it's all about the T's. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know what I'm saying? Like there's that whole, the whole, the whole bit about that. But then like, but then like, uh, is that what we're seeing here? So like, okay, so I, I think that's a great point. Like what we're seeing with the monkeypox, like these are just shingles, vaccine injuries, right? They're and getting so, their agenda to the next level. Yeah, and so that well, okay, so not never don't let a good crisis go to waste. You know, we can we can uh, mm -hmm. we can prop up the, the the G's over here while covering up our our crimes with the vaccine on this side. Oh, YouTube's gonna love this conversation. Okay, so anyway. But uh, <laughs> oh God, I'm on YouTube again. Yeah, we're on YouTube right God. now. I remember, so Adis, my You're last, oh, here my we last, go again. My last episode that got <laughs> my last episode that got taken down was with Adi, so this is hilarious. We're, we're going, we're going for both. Yeah, this here. one's going to be taken down too. It will, it will. Really... it will, it will, it <laughs> will. But but anyway, so but 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 do they think don't that, like me, Scott. Yeah, they exactly. don't like me. Yeah, you know, they don't like you at all, apparently. <laughs> but do you think that they're like why? Why are they like? Why are they like pinning this on on on? Gay men, like, why are they pinning this on that? Like, what is going on? Are they are they are they torturing? Because it, it, 
it is easy to hate. It is, it is, it's, it's the same reason that religion and the government have been using uh, gays as a punching bag because it's a, it's a minority that a lot of people aren't comfortable with. I mean, it's better than it used to be, but it's an easy target. It's an easy target (sighs) because they don't want people are waking up that, okay, COVID is a bioweapon. The vaccine is a bioweapon. People are realizing this. It was created in a lab with our tax dollars authorized by Fauci. Those are the basic facts. And now all these vaccine injuries are occurring. And so they need someone to put the blame on. Well, okay. Well, are gays responsible for all these kids having heart attacks and strokes? Are gays uh, responsible for all these people having to have lambs, uh, having their limbs amputated? Mm-hmm. Are gays respons- responsible for all these blood clots? No, but so they came up with this monkeypox narrative, which is shingles, and said, okay, let's blame the faggots. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, totally, that's, dude. That's what's going on. Yep. Yeah, that'll be the episode title. That'll, that's going to be the episode title there. I'm going to change it from Will and Fake Mike Real News to uh, You said it. You said you said it. I'm, I'm not going to say it. So there we go. <laughs> blame the, oh, no. You can say blame the faggot. Oh, God. No, we're, this is really going to get off of YouTube now. Okay. Well, you know, well, I guess the only thing I can top that with is uh, nigger, nigger, faggot, age. Okay. Uh, <laughs> you heard it here first. Oh jeez! Oh jeez! Oh, uh, please explain to these folks that you're talking to a black man who doesn't give a shit. Yeah, no, know, I know it's so. all good. It's all good. Well, see, you know, it's funny how we, you know, <laughs> like you're the only one that's apparently allowed to say it. Like, and and you know, I mean, it's like I just choose not to use those words just because you know what I mean. But it's just like right. Well, you I just also, don't need to. I don't I, use them. Yeah, I also don't. I mean, yeah, dude, this is a whole rabbit hole. We're getting into. We're getting. We're getting into it now. But it's like. You know, one of the things, one of the things that, uh, like, well, let me get your thoughts on this. So now that we're on this, so there's like the, the idea of one of the ways I've heard it put recently that really resonated, that was interesting is that like, you know, the satanic, like one of the tenets of Satanism is like invoking, uh, like consciousness and will on inanimate objects. Right. Like trying to, to trying to transhumanism, like that's, that's like transhumanism is very much essentially rooted in Satanism in the sense that we are like trying to invoke human characteristics on inanimate objects. Right. And so, which is another reason that people need to stop taking Elon Musk seriously. He's one of them. Yeah. Yeah. But, but so, but so to the, so like, again, like with the gun thing, like, so the, one of their arguments is that guns kill people, right? You could have a gun sitting on a desk mm-hmm. for a million years and it will never jump up and start shooting a room full of school kids. Like that would never, ever happen. Right. <laughs> so so oh, like, like trying you. to put intention, put an intention into the inanimate object, but could it also be said about words, right? Words are neutral. Words have no, like words themselves are just like, like letters or just an idea or a character that, that maybe mean different things, but do words have intention? And the same idea, the satanic idea of building intention into words, or does it have to have like a living person with intention using the word behind the word? You know what I mean? Like, like just a, just a word. Well, remember AOC, AOC, that shell, that fake progressive. Remember when she tried to say words were violent, you know? Yeah. Jimmy Dore made a tweet uh, that she didn't like, and she said, this is violence. It's violence. Exactly. Exactly. So, so them trying to like, but, but it's a control mechanism. It's a means of control. It's a way that they can leverage control over people. If they can put build intention into a word itself, they can, they can keep us from using that word. And then it takes us out of the game. They were not allowed to use that. And then it's, and then it pulls us well, back to a point where, 
where we're now we're now we're afraid to to not only talk but then we're afraid to think and then our behavior is guided from that so they can literally steer and manipulate our behavior by not only by controlling our thoughts which then allows us which you know the first step of that well, is controlling our words and had, our language if they, if they still had the trust of the mass population which i don't think they have anymore i think there was like maybe t- between 19 and 21 percent of the country that still believes everything the government tells them oh yeah in the media yeah. The rest, there's a wide variety of healthy mistrust mm-hmm. from just downright, you know, being wide awake. Yeah. So they may want to do that, but it's not going to work out because we don't believe them. And everything they say is just so laughable and absurd. I, I, I laugh at the news more than I am informed by it. If I ever bother to watch it, you know, I just, just seeing the headlines when I, you know, check Yahoo News or something like that. The headlines are just laughable. So yes, because their job is to socially engineer narrative and they are getting so absurd with it. It's just, it's comedy. The news has become comedy. Absolutely. Absolutely. Oh, the mm-hmm. chat's, the chat's getting a little wily. The chat's getting a little wily, but you guys. Yeah, know. I saw a <laughs> comment from a, somebody, Wolfgang Cohen said, don't be a nigger cunt. Okay, I won't be a nigger cunt. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, nobody's, nobody's, nobody's doing that. Nobody's doing that. All right. Okay. Oh, that, that, somebody said cunt nigger. Okay. Well, I, well, take your pick. Yeah. You know. Something, something. <laughs> Not sure which is better. Yeah. That's all. Yeah. Yeah, this is this is this is what I deal well, with here. Is it, this is what I deal with here on the run radio. We're definitely a rock band, that's for yeah, sure. But yep. no, it just just you're gonna in about 24 hours you're gonna get a little notification oh, saying yeah. that we have removed this video because it violates our our policy. Uh, you know, yeah, uh, because uh, we don't like uh, uh, we don't like strong opinionated black men. Well, no, here's uh, what it is. Who, <laughs> Here's what it is. Here's what it is. So YouTube, if YouTube takes this video down, that would mean that they have determined that the use of these languages is 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 hateful and hurtful towards certain people. Or maybe maybe there's a little bit of comedy happening here. Maybe it's kind of funny that we're riffing on these topics, right? And so, Adis, you're yeah. laughing. You're having a good time along with it, right? Uh, right? Hearty, you're you're enjoying this conversation. Yeah. I mean, you're enjoying this conversation. And so, by YouTube taking this video down, what they're saying is that they know better than you. And they think that you don't know what but you can decide for yourself. And so therefore they're thinking that, uh, that, that puts them at a supremacist point. So by them taking this video down actually inherently positions themselves from a, a supremacist perspective. So the most supremacist white supremacist thing that you could possibly do and homophobic thing that you could possibly do in this situation would be to take this video down. So YouTube, if you want to demonstrate and come full out and expose to the world, how actually deeply inherently racist you are, and homophobic you are, you can take this video down, hundred percent. Because because YouTube knows better. YouTube knows better than than the black people that are here enjoying this video. YouTube knows better than the gay people that are here enjoying this video. They think that they know better than them, which yeah. puts them in a supremacist stance, which means that uh, you know, there you go. So do as you will, YouTube, because I know that's what. Well, you love me to do. being the well, me being the obedient Negro house Negro coon <laughs> that. Liberals, they really know what's best for me. Yeah, and exactly. I need a white savior. I need yes. a white savior. So if they feel that this content is not appropriate me, appropriate for me to ingest, well, you know, they must know something I don't. And so I'm going to take them at face value because yep. I thank God for the white saviors, for yep. them to decide what information I need to take in. 
Oh yeah. my God. Thank you. White savior. Yeah. Thank, thank all you. Of you white white all of you white saviors at YouTube that are out there patrolling the internet, keeping the world as safe and as, and as, uh, and as bubble wrapped and cushy and cozy as possible. You're doing a great job by the way, because the world out there is just fantastic. You guys have done such a great job of eliminating all of the, all of the hate and all of the uncomfortable feelings. You know what I mean? I heard that whatever that politician yeah. was, like, I'm not even really like caring about what his name is. Like, I'm not really like a big fan of this guy. But the one thing that I did see him say this last week, they were asking him about something. He was making some offhand comment about how like all the all the women at, at abortion rallies are all like fat, overweight. And they're like, what do you oh, say? Yeah. What do you uh, yeah, like, yeah. like? Like, what do you say to the people that were offended by that? He's like, be offended there. I yeah. just can't even like, tell you how much I like that, dude. I love that. It's just like, uh, it's just well, like that's why people love better. Trump because the people, that's one of the reasons people love Trump yeah. because people like a leader who tells it like it is and it doesn't apologize for it. Yeah. I mean, now, of course, we all know that Trump was a big old Trojan horse. We know this now, sure, you know, sure, sure. Yeah, but yeah. Yeah. still, but that is, that is why people like him, yeah. you know? Yeah, so, totally. And, um, so I, I didn't mean to hog up so much. Dude, your show. Aldi, this is a great, Aldi. this is a great useful conversation. <laughs> so I, I'm glad, I'm glad it happened, dude. It kind of spurred out and, uh, and I'm excited to see what YouTube does. Like, I want to see how white supremacist YouTube actually is. They're just a bunch of white supremacists, little greasy skin, pimple face, little, uh, pedophile okay. protectors. Oh, uh, right. That's what it is. Let me, let me try another, let me test their algorithm with this one. Okay. Uh, Alex Jones has been right about everything he's ever said. <laughs> no. <laughs> yes. Dude, and, and anybody that hasn't seen the, the the Alex Jones like trial footage, it's pretty good. Like they they got nothing. There's no case. And the other thing too that I love is if you go like particularly the Owen Schroyer one, like any of these like 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 the depositions or any of like you scroll down the comments, it's I scrolled for literally 10 minutes last night looking for like an anti Alex Jones comment. Everybody in the, every single one of the comments is just like yeah, this is a real travesty of justice. Like, this is just like, this isn't even like, this is just a mock trial, show well, trial. You know, like, blah, blah, blah. The whole the thing. Rumors are, yeah, that's what I was going to say. Some people think that it is a show trial, and some people think that Alex Jones is part of it. For the record, yeah, folks, I'm not too. a big Alex Jones fan. I know. You know, I know. He, he designed, I think, he never, ever, 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 ever specifically mentions Israel. He, he always does. refers to them as globalists. That's what everybody says. And, but I listen to almost every show every day, and he talks, he talks about Israel a lot. Does he? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. Not not probably as All much right. as everybody wants. He doesn't go full blown like he doesn't talk about like Zionism. He doesn't. I mean, he does a little. I've heard. I've literally heard him talk about it. He doesn't take it to the extreme. They, I, they, I, they, he they, doesn't. They, he doesn't. He doesn't pin a lot of the a lot of the like like he you know he goes into the historical stuff. But like you know, I got to give props to like people like Richard, well, and also like, well, yeah, well, it's another thing that uh, they say he take he took forever to criticize Trump. Go plug into vaccines. Yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. And and Mike Adams and people like Mike Adams and Alex Jones, they were first gung ho with you know the lockdown. Remember, they were I don't know in favor Alex, of dude, all that. I don't I don't remember that to be true about Alex because I've been listening. That's to what Alex I've for, heard. I've been I've been listening to Alex for years and years and years, way before COVID. Okay. And I was tuning into him to get the because right when it was really emerging, I was tuning into him the lowdown and he was like and you didn't hear that no dude he was full blown like this is it this is the new world order right here but folks like gear up like this is nope 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 this is it you know so i was like getting a lot okay well okay and also i'm amazed that he has his eyes because you want alex on your show don't you i well so here's a spoiler guys so rob do senior producer at info wars is coming on on thursday so thursday night 7 p.m central tune in 
Uh, I just confirmed it with him yesterday. So uh, Rob D is going to be all right. Well, I'll, I'll save my comment for and, and a I'll, private comment next and, time you and I have dinner. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and, and, I'll, and I'm going to I'm going to ask I'm going to ask I'm going to be like, Rob, look, what's it going to take to get Alex on the books, man? Come on. Just like twenty minutes, just like twenty minutes. You, you'll make you'll make a boy's dream come true. You know what I'm saying? I know Alex has a lot going on right now, but you know that would be that would be pretty cool. That would be pretty epic. Well, buy your supply of his uh his uh supplements. I do. I, I buy stuff from there periodically. You know, I, I support the info war. You know what I mean? So I'm telling you what, you get these supplements, and I'll tell you what, you're gonna sleep better, you're gonna look better, you're gonna feel better, your yeah. penis is even gonna grow next inch. I'll yeah. tell you what. Yep. All right, that's my Alex Jones. Thank you. Very plus, much. plus, okay. also they give me a platform that they they allow me on their video platform. So I feel, yes, they have. You know, that's yes, been they have. Very cool. Like ninety percent of my downloads come from that sh that platform. So it's just like, you know. All right. So well, for that I will gladly kiss Alex Jones's ass because at least he allows you to be on the platform. And I don't. I don't and, kiss uh, ass, dude. You know, I cr I criticize when criticism is due, but I I, I also defend when other people have criticism i'm like i don't know i don't really feel like that's very valid so and then not to say that anything, but All you right. know he could go hard like you know there's ways of doing it there's ways of like legitimately criticizing like the zionist role in not only current events but like like events in history in history it's very it's not like a hidden thing you know what i mean and we can we can go yeah. there we can go there without like you know being like like you know whatever but of course as soon as you step on that landmine you're, you're just gonna it's just gonna blow up and it's gonna be like you know it's yeah. it's gonna blow up in your there's all anti-semitic anti-defamation league like all this bullshit right but like you know there's, yeah. there's fair legitimate criticisms of zionism that you can make and there's people that do it like richard grove on grand theft world does a great job of like talking about like like zionism and in a very just academic no nonsense way here's the references here's the sources here's like the like boom it's just like there's what you know we we don't, we can do it without like, there's no hate. There's no hate behind any of this shit. You know what I'm saying? And so, well, uh, but it's okay. But it's, well, my problem yeah. with Israel is that it's a, it's a bogus state. It's a, it's a CIA creation that the Rothschild created. Yeah. <clears throat> Money, our tax dollars are laundered back to that. You know, we send them what? Six billion every year. Yeah. You know, a lot of the money is laundered back to the American politicians. We pay for it. The exact same thing that's going on with Ukraine right now. We're sending them billions and billions of dollars to fund bioweapons, to traffic children, to launder the money back to the politicians to approve the funding. You know, and, and that's why I'm, I'm just so done. I don't believe a word the government says about anything ever. They're all liars. All of them. Even Rand Paul. He, he, he you know, he has been critical of Fauci, but yet his wife is a big old investor in the vaccine. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So... You know, so you're perfect. You're personally profiting from something that's literally killing people. Yeah, totally. So I don't have time for any of the politicians anymore. Yeah, totally. So, but I wasn't planning on getting on a soapbox today. It's a nice Sunday. I know. I'm over I know. at my best friend's house, and you know, and we were, you know, and, <laughs> well, here, and we're probably going to watch Drag Queen tonight. You know, that's <laughs> funny. Hey, I'll, I'll show you. I'll show you some stuff here. So this is uh, this is um, hold on, let me see. Where was I at here? Um, no, let me remove this. I got, I got some, I got, so this is something oh. that I learned from Richard Grove. Oh, wait a minute. Rod wants, Rod, Rod Savage wanted me to, to tell you that he likes your, your positive spin on our humidity here. Yeah. You like that? You like that? See, it's, it's a healing, man. It's, it's like cleansing. a sauna. It's a cleansing. Yeah. yeah exactly. Yes, okay. So check this out. Here's some, here's some, here's some gravy I got from Richard Grove. Some, some good conspiracy intel. And this is a way that we could talk about maybe just a thought provoking 
interpretation of like you know Zionism to get you to be like I'm not making any claims I'm not saying anything but look at this this is interesting okay. here's a guy named Edgar Dugdale right so if you go down here Edgar Dugdale family Dugdale married in 1902 to this lady Saint Mary oh at Saint Mary to Blanche Elizabeth Campbell Balfour the eldest daughter of Eustace James Anthony Balfour an architect and the youngest brother of Prime Minister Arthur Balfour so the uncle so Dugdale married into the niece of Arthur Balfour. So Arthur Balfour, anybody doesn't know, he was a British statesman who was instrumental in creating the Balfour Declaration in 19... Hold on, we'll pull this up here. In 19... Uh, blah, 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 blah. The Balfour Declaration in 1917 on behalf of the cabinet, which basically established Israel as its own individual state, which is kind of weird. So the British, like aristocracy or whatever just said they wrote a piece of paper and said okay now israel now belongs to the jewish people and they gave that to uh the rothschild family so the rothschild family has the original balfour declaration document so this was delivered to the rothschild family and that's why them because they were like you know why them because they're like the the top dogs dude you know what i mean like did you know <laughs> well that that's yeah. no yeah that only makes sense to me well they okay, they, they at least they at least research? they at least have the letter they at least have the letter right so they at least have the letter in their possession now i don't know well, what the chain of custody them. i don't know what the chain of custody was but anyway so they were very instrumental in the whole thing and it's a very important historical document right the balfour declaration well, which, which well, okay. established israel but look at this right so this guy dugdale right. uh oh, dugdale very first line his, his claim to fame is uh was a translator completing the first english translation of mein kampf so he was instrumental in getting mein kampf translated into english english and then proliferate proliferated into the western world so there you go. There's some interesting facts for it to, to hmm. ponder. All right. Have you ever researched why uh, so many U.S. police officers are trained in Israel? Uh, I just figured because like Israel's kind of badass, the Mossad and all that, their special forces, and they've got like Uzis and and everybody has to go through the military that's an Israeli citizen. So maybe they have some things that they feel that we need. But also, yeah, I don't know. Why? What are your thoughts on it? And they all, you know, that's where the knee on the neck. What camp comes from? That's their thing. What is it? Like, like the George Floyd thing when the cop had his knee on the guy oh, on his neck. Or, oh. th that they learned that in Israel. Mm. Which reminds me, when are you going to have my my uh, the, the George Floyd ex, ex, uh, expert? Uh, Miriam. She's been on your show. Miriam. Miriam. I just had her. going to be on your show again, dude? I just had her on a few like a couple months ago. We just, we just, yeah. I, just, I know, and, and oh. but she, I, I'm one of her uh, contributors, and so I get updates and stuff. So things are moving forward with the documentary or whatever. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah, yeah. And I mean, um, yeah, she, she just, I just talked to her not too long ago. Like she's um, still in the editing process right now. So yeah, yeah. Now, now, folks, Scott didn't tell me to say this, and Scott doesn't always say this. I own this, but Scott, that's the type of woman you need to marry. Her. <laughs> Uh, that she she is exactly she's the right age she's beautiful she she takes no shit at all yeah she she's she total truther that's the kind of woman you need that's you the go. kind of woman you need well i am taking applications so, so there you go so there you go anyway, <laughs> no, no you no. need to get her you need oh, you, no, you oh, need to marry on. her get, no. tell her to move to nashville oh, come on now come on now come on now all right. And thank you, Adis. That's fantastic of you. So, so anyway, there you go. There you go, guys. Okay. Well, then somebody like her. There you, know. you go. There you go. Something like okay, that. Okay. Because uh, it, it, it's it's lonely being a, a truther. You know what I mean? 
it's all good, man. It's all good. Like we just, uh, I just put this out in the universe and like the universe, the universe has been good. The universe has provided in so many different ways and I'm just trusting the universe will provide in, in all these ways. So it's all good guys. And I'm extremely blessed to have you, uh, in my life. And, uh, you know, just, I mean, as a, as a friend. You uh, know? Yeah, totally so dude. I really appreciate it. I appreciate you too, dude. All right. Well, okay. I'm going to stop hogging your, uh, hogging your phone line. See, I, I was going to keep talking until I made you regret letting me call in. So, oh, you're and, good, and man. That, you're, mission... <laughs> you're good. You're good. You're good. No, you're awesome, man. Um, I think. All right. Look at this. All right. I'll, I'll talk to you later, Adis. Have a good one. Good All luck. Right. Hey, and, everybody, uh, everybody, tune, me... everybody tune in to Modern Retro Radio tonight at 8 p.m. to hear the jazz. What is it? Jazz Corner. Um, yep. Yeah. Yeah. There you go. 8 p.m. Eastern time tonight. Hosted Modern, by Mike B. Hosted Mike by Mike B. B. Modern com. All right, Adis. Thanks, man. I'll talk to you soon. Oh, oh. It, May I please just say one thing? Yeah, of course. Uh, tonight I'm going to be tonight I'm going to be taping an interview with one of my favorite uh, First Amendment auditors. His name is Manuel Mata. Mm. Please look up that name of his YouTube channel. He's a hardcore guy and based in Texas, and he holds police accountable. He films a lot of uh, government buildings. He's been assaulted by the police, but he still gets out there and keeps fighting a good fight. And uh, he's one of my favorites, and so. I'll be plugging that soon, but I just wanted to get that out there. For those who follow First Amendment auditors, I'm going to be interviewing Manuel Mata tonight, and it's going to run on the station next week. Awesome. All right. Thanks, Adiz. Appreciate it, man. All I'll right. talk to you soon. All right. Bye-bye. Okay. Bye. All right. There you go. That was Adiz. ModernRetroRadio.com. Check it out. Well, geez, this kind of turned into a really fun little afternoon here. And uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So what? anything fun going on in the chat? Um, yeah, right on. Okay, uh, okay, last, last call, last call, 541-357-6424. If anybody calls in the next minute or so, uh, we're gonna, we're gonna take a, one more call, but if not, we're gonna wrap it up. Okay, well, I think listen, that'll probably do it. Um, thank you guys so much for hanging out today. I know it's kind of, a, I'm going to have to go back and update the thumbnail and the title and the episode description and all that because it's turned into just a fun little fun little hurrah here with my people in the Rockfin and the, the live chat. Like, that's super fun, dude. I, I love these. I need to do these more often. Um, I appreciate it. Um, so, yeah, I think we'll just close the phone lines down here. And... Yeah, thank you guys so much for hanging out today, and we will catch you very, very soon. Like I said, my next scheduled episode. Actually, you know what? I take that back. I do have Tuesday night. I'm going to be streaming live on the Courtney Turner podcast. Um, so she's also based here in Franklin. I did a show with her for fairly recently, um, but we're going to try to do a live stream Tuesday night. Uh, not sure exactly when it's going to go live. I assume around like 7 p.m., so keep an eye out for that. If you're not in the Telegram channel, here, I'll do this real quick. So those of you that are still with me here, um, I'll just show you how you can, oh shit, hold on. I'm going to show you how you can come support the show and follow the show. So if you're new, um, best way to stay up to date with the show is to come over to rebunk.news. As soon as you log in there, there'll be a little pop-up window that you can sign up for the mailing list. And I highly recommend you do that. I saw we got a, quite a few people sign up last week. So that's awesome. Uh, rebunk.news. Um, all the video platforms, make sure you subscribe on the audio podcast platforms, you know, Spotify, iTunes, podcast addict. That's my favorite one podcast addict. It takes a little bit of getting used to, but it's a fantastic little app that gets you all the shows that they don't want you to hear, <laughs> you know? So, uh, yeah. So subscribe, give it a five-star review, five-star rating and a review on iTunes. 
and I can clip those and put them on social media so you can get a little shout out uh, for helping support with the uh, five star reviews and all that. Telegram t.me forward slash rebunked pod. That's the best place to stay up to date with the show. And um, and you'll get the drops on all the live streams and all that crap coming up. Um, the, the five bucks a month really helps keep the show going over on Subscribestar. So if you guys want to hop up and support that, that would be fantastic. It's Subscribestar.com forward slash rebunked, who is also a free speech platform. Like I know all that the, the subversive people are uh, on Subscribestar and don't get taken down. So, you know, I'm a believer until they, until, you know, for now I'm a believer, you know, I'm not going to trust any of these platforms, but right now trying to get some people over in this premium content world, uh, sub, uh subscribestar.com forward slash rebunked. Uh, we got the shirts, we got the shirts, we got the logos, we got the can't pop depopulate an idea. Compliance is violence build. I see false flags. We are many. They are few. We got a few different designs brought to you by big frog t-shirts in Beaverton, Oregon. And, uh, let's see, of course, truth, TRS, truth, TRS.com, heavy metal detox spray, uh, eliminates all the heavy metals that have accumulated in your body. TruthTRS.com to learn more about that. And then the last one that I didn't uh, plug, um, it's autonomy. So if you go to the episode description, you'll see a link to Richard Grove's autonomy course. If you guys want to learn more about that, um, that'll take you to the uh, the obstacle course where you just go through a series of questions and um, you will uh, see if autonomy is a good fit for you. But use the link in the description because that is a great way to support the show. Okay. So uh, I think that's pretty much all I got for you guys today. So that, that's going to do it, man. Thank you so much for hanging out with me. This turned into a really fun little episode. I'm going to get this uploaded to all the podcast players here soon. Um, so yeah, you guys, next time I do one of these, like I'd love to hear from some of you that haven't called in before. You know, like a lot of you folks that are like hanging out in the chat, like uh, Silamo, Wolfgang, Choir Boy. You seem to have some very, I, I like your opinions. I like where you're at. Why don't you, why don't you call in and let's chat next time? Uh, Colleen. Thank you for hanging out, Colleen. You're one of my favorite people in the whole world. Um, yeah, any of you guys want to call in and, uh, you know, jump in the mix? Like, let's do this. So, all right. Oh, and then, of course, over on, uh, uh, oh, yeah, Hamza. Oh, thank you, Hamza. And then Stephanie, Stephanie Ramirez over on YouTube. I saw you over there chatting. I, it was kind of off. Oh, and Adam, ad infinitum in the house, man. Love it. Um, thank you guys for sitting in with me, man. I really appreciate you guys all so much. You know what I mean? Like, I can't do this without you. And I feel like the show is picking up steam we're getting momentum we're growing we got some good stuff in the mix in the works um i'm really excited for what the future has in store for all of us i've got some i got pretty much august all the way booked out um and i'm really excited about some of the conversations that we're going to be having here soon i don't want to drop too much right now but look for the courtney turner podcast tuesday rob do from Infowars on thursday and uh until next time i will you know, I, I need a good catchphrase to take me out of here. So if anybody, yeah, it'll, it'll come naturally. It'll come organically when the time is right. So I'll catch you guys next time. Have a wonderful rest of the weekend, and I'll talk to you soon. Bye-bye.